breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and uh, in case you haven't heard, there was uh, there was a press conference on Friday about somebody who was burned in Oklahoma. The sheriff's office and uh, district commissioners there in McCurtain County, Oklahoma. After the meeting was over, apparently there was some recording device still in the room, and. Uh, that was that was left running and on this audio that's look this is very disturbing yeah disclaimer 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 yes, very disturbing very disturbing audio we've we have, aaron's gone through and uh cut you know beep some language mm-hmm. but just the content of this is is disturbing and who you're going to hear is uh, sheriff kevin clardy of mccurtain county uh, District 2 Commissioner Mark Jennings, District 3 Commissioner Robert Beck, uh, a sheriff's investigator, Alicia Manning, a jail administrator, Larry Hendricks, and then uh, even uh, Commissioner's Secretary, Heather Carter. And she's just there, and she sounds like she's she's not a, a willing participant in this no. in this discussion. But uh, this is this is what happened after the meeting. On the bark body, you know, we wrap it up tenfold to preserve the body and stuff like that. And Doc's going to put get the, all the body parts and stuff like that. And uh, Kyla was out there today. All the body part. Oh, she come apart? Yeah. It's the bark bodies. I know. I, I picked up one. And uh, they really fell apart when they're burnt? Yeah. And you never had barbecues? That's another. Yeah. Same. I'm hungry. Yeah, but here's the reality. If a hair on 
his wife's head, her son's head, or any of those people that really were behind all that, if the hair on their head got touched by anybody, who who would be the bad guys? Yeah. yeah. Now, Chris Chris Willingham is the reporter that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Apparently, broke the story about. I don't. I'm not sure on the context of, of what led into a lot of that. Mm-hmm. The the story of uh, the the uh, uh, there was a lady that was burned. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, golly, I don't even know what to say. Unbelievable. It's 2023. Yeah, and and there are still people that 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 think this way. The uh, McCurtain County Sheriff's Office did release a statement. Um, there's been an ongoing. I'm reading from their statement. Uh, significant. It says it is illegal to record a conversation in which you were not involved and do not have the consent. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you serious? It is illegal to secretly record a conversation in which you were not involved and do not have the consent of at least one of the involved parties. Wow. There is a significant number of victims of this criminal activity. Yeah, they're victims now. And it has taken significant effort. You are lying. They did not say that. It has taken significant effort and time to identify them and corroborate evidence. Many of these recordings, like the one published by media outlets on Friday, have yet to be duly authenticated or validated. Our preliminary information indicates that the media-released audio recording has, in fact, been altered. O-M-G. The motivation for doing so... They're the victims. The motivation for doing so remains unclear at this point. The matter is actively being investigated. Wow. So they're saying it's been altered. It's been altered. Okay. To make them say things like, we're going to hire a hitman and how to to properly properly cook a body like barbecue. I've got holes and I've got an excavator. Yeah. Uh, Oh, these are pre-dug holes. Pre-dug holes. It's inexcusable. Uh, Aaron, uh, Resign now. Just... Oh, resign now and and go wherever you want to go. Go away. Yeah, where people think like that. Oh, man. If you think you've got someplace you can go. Apparently. And that's the sheriff saying he has an excavator. The sheriff. The bulk of that conversation was the sheriff. Um, Mm. I've got the, the the sheriff was the talking, the one that's saying, uh, you got to preheat the oven 350 degrees and leave her in there for 15 (sighs) minutes. That was Sheriff Clardy. And they're laughing about someone who yeah. apparently was burned to death. Yeah. They're laughing and talking about having barbecue. And lynching. Oh. The guy said, yeah, if it was back in the day, I'd run for sheriff. Jeez. Unbelievable. <sighs> this, uh, I'm, I, I, I can't even find a word I to know. describe. It's, it's, it, how, how are you even talking? And how is not one person in that room going, hey, this is not. Y'all are being insensitive or something to calm it down. This, yeah, this is not even funny. This isn't appropriate, guys. Yeah. Wow. Because they all want to be good old boys and they all want to be buddies. That's what you do when you're buddies, I guess. Good God almighty. Yeah. That. Oh, resign. It's time to go. Well, all of them. But, and and yeah. not just the sheriff's department. It's, oh. Members of the commission. Yes, it's time to County Commission. Go. You must go. And I, I hope the folks in McCurtain County do not let up. 
Well, there was uh, several hundred people that showed up mm-hmm. uh, to the office, yeah, oh, to God. protest. And, and there oh. need to be resignations. Not only resignations, but somebody entrusted with the, you know, the public's trust to take care of yes. the citizenry of, of an area. My worry is if that's the, if that's the opinion of those folks, that, that permeates. You know, does it permeate into the jail where you're dealing with a lot of people of diverse well, of backgrounds? It is. Does it permeate into the the rest of the sheriff's department for people that are going out and you're trying to help? I, I wouldn't. Tr- I told you, if I was a black person, I wouldn't trust a McCurtain County deputy coming to my home today. Get the hell off my property! Well, I told you, even even going back, like we a restaurant in Bozier, national chain, years and years ago, we went out to eat. The waitress was horrible, rude. You know, I asked for the manager, and the manager came over and goes, what's your problem? (laughs) So that's why the waitress was acting that way. Right, right. So, yeah, of course that attitude from the top is going to permeate down. I I would never call you for help. I'm sorry. I I would take take the actions I needed to take to protect my family and and my loved ones. If I knew you were so hateful toward... Folks that looked like me, oh, my God, I'd never call you to my home. Don't even think about it. It's time to resign. God bless the, the oh, man, what a mess they have. Well, it's, it just prayer needs to be lifted oh. because uh, of officials in that county. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, from, from it's just indefensible. It's yeah. just indefensible. It really is. Coming up uh, after the 7 o'clock news and new information about the sale of the Diamond Jacks Casino property. We'll talk with uh, Louisiana Gaming Control Board Chairman Ronnie Johns. Find out what the latest is. Mike and Seven FM, seven ten heel. Mike and McCarty. I got. I got to get off. I got to get off that. It's so disturbing. I know. I know. It really is. Okay. Last. I think last week. Some one of y'all mentioned you watched Daisy Jones in the Six. Not me. I'm changing gears here. No clue. I thought. Well, I thought one of y'all. Did you? What was it? Daisy Jones in the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm not, I swear you said you watched it and you got hooked on it and you went through no. it. No. <laughs> don't even know what it is. I don't, I don't know what it is either. What is it? It's a show on Amazon Prime. Supposed no. To, Daisy, supposedly, Daisy supposedly based on Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. Uh, it wasn't us. You're having a well, senior moment. It must moment. be at the other radio show that yeah. I'm a co-host of. <laughs> and we were talking. About well, you've talked to other people, I hope, since, you I know. don't. When I leave this room, you I don't, don't talk speak to, to other in, humans? No, I don't. I don't interact with humans. <laughs> I go into my studio. <laughs> little caveman. Oh, God. <laughs> I swear. Oh, my. Now I'm freaking wow. out a little bit. Now I need to watch it. Well, I... Somebody would... Okay, I thought... I thought it was you. You dreamed it. And, and they said, it's slow getting going, but once you get going about the, you know, the third or fourth episode, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm like an episode and a half into it, and I can't get into it yet. Oh, yeah. I, I have developed zero empathy for any of these characters. Really? And I'm, I'm an episode and a half in it. Huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I hate Fleetwood Mac. Personally, not a really? fan. No, yeah, I hate him. How, no. Why? Just how do you hate Fleetwood Mac? It's just pre- it's like you it's said a minute ago. You hate Olivia Newton-John. No, I don't hate. I was joking. I don't hate Olivia Newton-John. Please, <laughs> gonna get me in trouble. Mine was not the first heartbroken. <laughs> but no, that sounds no, like Aaron Neville. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, but uh, no, Fleetwood Mac. It's 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 it. To me, it comes off as very pretentious coked up witch music (laughs) never never saw that in a music review Uh, coked up pretentious witch music music. okay did one of them just die i don't know did christy just die Oh, Christy McVie did. I think I you're think, right. Really? I think so, oh, yeah. yeah. Not too long well, now, ago. Well, now I feel bad. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you evil man. You should. <laughs> He's oh. a Fleetwood Mac hater. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, Fleetwood Lord. Okay. Uh, I saw them in concert. Yeah. Like, like 1976. Here? No, it was at the Cotton uh, Bowl. Texas uh, Jam. They used to do those... Texas Jam Concerts. Well, I made a friend of mine furious with me last night. <laughs> speaking, I, of, speaking of hating music. When I said, I hate Cher. <laughs> I thought she was going to hurt me. <laughs> Some people are very defensive about was, the music they love. And then I followed it up by saying, I hate Madonna. You would have thought... I just well now I can see that kicked her Not in the hate, gut. Yeah, I see. was playing. I was joking, but <laughs> right. See oh. when when you're when you're like me and you have my music taste, you have to expect people to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have to just expect people to dislike what you like, and and just I let really it let wanna, it roll off your back. Yeah. I really want to support Opossum, but I'm I'm scared to death to listen to your stuff. I'm just frightened already. It's uh, it's uh, it can get a little rough every now and then. I think it's it's all in good fun. So though. him to say a little rough means yeah. my ears oh, yeah. will be bleeding before oh, it's over. Absolutely, you'll be in trouble. News, weather, sports. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo. Yesterday we spoke with State Rep Richard Nelson, also candidate for Louisiana governor. Uh, he was going to address the uh, uh, legislative session, House Ways and Means Committee. That's what I he, said. He House Ways and Means Committee. Several of his bills having to do with the income tax and doing away with it. Uh, and we we got word yesterday that they were pulled from the agenda before they ever got a hearing. So. Um, at least the one with regard to the income tax. I'd have to check in with him to see, you know, were any of the others. I didn't watch the meeting because I had a lot going on yesterday. But um, the one with regard to the income tax got pulled before it ever got heard. It doesn't end it. I mean, he can bring it up before the committee again or he can move it to another committee. So, you know, it's early in the session. So it's not completely dead at this point. But it it has hurdles ahead, no doubt about it. Well, we knew that. We, yeah. It's, I don't see it happening. No, it, it's I, not I likely. Mean, even though other states have, mm-hmm. it's like other states have enacted. And now this, I, uh, constitutional carry, 
Sure. The Constitution allows us to carry. Mm-hmm. And Louisiana is an open carry state. Right. But not a concealed carry without a permit. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'd like to see that happen. They're working on that bill. Absolutely. They're, they've got a bill. Uh, Danny McCormick's got a bill to, to mm-hmm. allow that um, before lawmakers. I don't know that it'll happen. And, and to be honest, this will probably be your first year where um, it's an election year for all those lawmakers. And and if you watch closely, they do things differently in an election well, year. Of course they do. They're not likely to raise our taxes. They're more likely to you know give away money and take care of their buddies and... Um, you know, that's typically what happens. And now I hope we have some watchdogs down there that don't let it go so crazy. But, you know, things happen differently during an election year in Louisiana. Eh, that's just the way it goes. I hate to say really? that. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> Are you telling me during a campaign they're not completely truthful? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 1017FM710Keel, Mike and. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Yesterday we talk about another disturbing conversation, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want to talk about fun, something fun, <laughs> just just once. But um, you 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 showed me an invitation from uh, the golf club at Stonebridge, and and I'm looking at this invitation that you sent. It's mm-hmm. tonight, six to eight p.m. You have a chance to meet Minister Jing Quan of the Chinese Embassy. Mm-hmm. And 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 let me let me read some of this release that says Minister Jing said the twentieth National Congress of the Communist Party of China has been successfully concluded, drawing up a blueprint for China's future development. The central task of China's development is to advance the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation on all fronts through a Chinese path to modernization and to meet the people, this is what I love, mm-hmm. and to meet the people's aspirations for a better life. Now that, those comments from Minister Jing didn't go out with the invite. I want to make it real clear. Because people are, are talking about what we talked about on Keel, and it's kind of gotten wildfire, that I got a call yesterday from Senator Cassidy's office. Because the, the uh, information I got had reference to the fact that the Chinese government was also buying, they bought Stonebridge and Old Oaks. And there was a, there was a note in a text I got that they've also been quietly buying up land around Barksdale. Um, the senator was very concerned about that and wanted to know what information I had, if we have other information. And I'm still researching it because I can't prove that. I can't prove if it just happens to be uh, someone with a Chinese-sounding name. 
that or, buys or the property. Could be somebody who is Chinese. And that's perfectly fine. But yes, it's an American that bought Stonebridge sure. and Old Oaks. Absolutely. And we looked on the Secretary of State's site, and it happens to be a it's not Mr. It's not the minister. It's a someone with a Chinese sounding name, and that's fine. I'm not well, saying that be. Chinese people can't buy land. I mean, don't please don't hear me saying that. But if there is a concern that the Chinese government right. has a finger in it and has these folks out there buying up the land, um, then we need to raise the, the, the alarm bells, particularly if they're – boy, did I miss that word up – particularly if they're buying up and land. And I was going to let it go. Yeah, she I know. Didn't. I know. I can't – I drive myself crazy. Yeah, you do. Anyway <laughs> – if they're buying up land around Barksdale, I mean, we all have to wave the red flag and go, well, I could have used a different phrase, but seriously, we, we have to worry. We have to worry. I agree. And, I, you know, I don't know. I think you, you should go that. meet the minister tonight. I think you should go with a hidden recorder oh, and, yeah. and talk to Do you know Chinese? No. No. Okay. Not he probably even. knows English. I bet he knows English. Oh, I mean, they're having a reception. Now, is it perhaps the people who own the golf club have connections to him? But I, Well, I'm, obviously they have connections to him if they're bringing him in to speak. And what is the minister of China going to speak about? What are you going to... I mean, he loves to play golf. What is it? What's the speech? Or is it just a meet and greet? I, and for what reason? I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I'm not sure why it's being done. Uh, it it doesn't pass my smell test, and my smell test is kind of weird. So, I'm not sure what the deal is. Yeah, you you hate Olivia Newton John. So no, I do I... not hate Olivia Newton John. How Stop do you it. hate Olivia Newton John? I don't. I love Olivia lady. Newton John. May she rest in peace. Oh Lord, I did inquire about the price tag that that was paid for Old Oaks and Stonebridge. Was it three million? Three million bucks for mm -hmm. the both of them. For the both of them. That sounds like a bargain to no me. No kidding. Where was I when they made that deal? Uh, one and a half million? I could have gotten that land and torn up the greens and built houses? Did I just threaten to tear up a local <laughs> golf course? I'm sorry. <laughs> Golfers, I'm sorry. I apologize. But it's disturbing. And then when a senator calls you and goes, ooh, help us get more info on this. And they're researching it for me. They're, I said, anything you find, I need to know. Right. And so they're checking it out too. Is the, it, are, are they agents of the Chinese government? And there the you Communist go. And the Communist Party there you go. buying land in Bossier City. That's what we need to connect the dots to find out if that indeed is true. Because again, if you're Chinese and you want to buy land, I'm, I'm fine with that. If you're an agent of the Chinese government buying land, particularly around our Air Force Base... I got a problem. I got a problem. And that's a that's a big problem for me. So I you know, I don't know. Mm. But it's not like they're gonna go, Oh, well, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I do I did get a text just now. Barry Milligan has a bill to prevent foreign ownership or lease or control of any land near government land. Let me give old Barry a call. But if they've already purchased it, what are you gonna go take yeah, it away? You can't take it away from them. Or can you? Ooh. If it's a foreign government. You could possibly force them to sell it. You can't expropriate it. I wouldn't. I guess you could if you had to. Do you think we could go to China and start buying land? <laughs> Why? You, 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 it's so hard for you to even get to China. Do you, 
do you think we could? A dear friend of mine adopted a, a, a baby out of China, and talked about it's. <laughs> you, there's no playing around. Oh, absolutely not. There, there are rules, and mm-hmm. you follow the rules. Yeah, there's no bending them. Un, no un, bending them. Unlike here. Yeah, I'll call Barry now. Uh, mm. but coming up after the local news, Ronnie John's going to update us. He's from the uh, Louisiana Gaming Control Board about the uh, the sale of the Diamond Jacks property and what's the latest going on there. Mike and McCarty. What a- One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty Shreveport Security Systems Message Board BL says China and their strict rules. I bet they don't have drive-by shootings and drag queen story hour. <laughs> is it a great place to be? Probably not. But the rampant lawlessness is not a problem over there. The problem is, you know, I was watching last night this 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 poor mom on Hannity in mm-hmm. New York that had lost his son to violence. This is a man who served in the in the armed forces overseas, mm-hmm. came home and gets murdered by four thugs in New York City. Mm. His father was uh, uh, injured badly trying to save his son. Uh, Alvin Bragg didn't even convict two of them. Wow. Two are in prison, but how long? For how long in this mom? And, and I got to thinking, the issue is not the violence. I mean, obviously, the violence is an issue. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to stop that. Right, right. That's not going to, you know, like Jesus said, the poor will always be with you. The yes. violence is going to happen. But what's what's really disturbing is our response or lack of response to the violence. I mean, Alvin Bragg is by no means in a boat by himself. Mm-hmm. This, this DA who pleased down 50, like 54% felony charges to misdemeanors. Golly. That's the issue. It's not... Yes, yes, violence is a problem. But the the real problem is they're not being punished. Right. Our response to it. And all this lady and this lady in front of this commission uh with Adam Schiff and this uh Alan oh, I forgot his name now, uh one of the New York who actually called them puppets for the MAGA part and Adam Schiff they're talking about violence in New York City. They're talking about the DA not prosecuting violence. And all Adam Schiff can talk about is Trump. He Boy. starts railing on Trump. Like that has anything to do with the discussion at hand. The crime is Trump's fault. Their their hatred for Trump is... It, un- it blinds them. It's, it, it is... Baffling. It really is. And, and and I understand people who think Trump did harm or whatever you want to call it. Because I always say 
you know, for both sides, could we have done better? Could we have had a could the Republicans have had a better candidate? Obviously, on the Democratic side, the same thing. But but the problem is not them. It's not the leaders. It's not the national leaders with regard to crime in our local communities. But how are they twisting this victim of violence to be the 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 aggressor, the bad person? She's just looking for justice for yeah. the murder of her son. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the one of the guys on the on the panel actually had the audacity to say, "Well, two of them are in prison." You're you're looking for, and she's like, "Yeah, four of them did it." Yeah, there are four perpetrators. Put them all and, and, in prison. It's gotten so twisted, Aaron. It's just un. It absolutely fathomable, no doubt about it. Ronnie Johns, Louisiana Gaming Board Control uh, Chairman, is uh, going to join us just after the local news, talking, giving us an update on the Diamond Jacks property. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Louisiana Gaming Control Board Chairman Ronnie Johns joins us. Ronnie, good morning. I, I, one of our coworkers, by the way. Yeah, we're going to put yeah, him on well, the payroll. Good morning. You scared I'm, me I'm, for. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the payroll check. <laughs> we send in the paperwork. Yeah. Wink. wink. <laughs> the checks in the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gaming Board took a vote yesterday on this plan from Foundation to sell the property to. Uh, the Cordish companies, how'd that go? Uh, meeting went extremely well. We had the management team, uh, the upper echelon of, of Cordish come in and gave a great overview of what their company is, uh, who they uh, who they are, what they stand for, uh, gave, you know, a really um, broad picture of, of what they do all over the country. And then they got into... Uh, you know, some specifics of Diamond Jacks. Of course, they will, uh, there's a buy-sell agreement in place for them to buy the property from Foundation. Um, you know, there's a lot more specifics to come, but, uh, you know, the original uh, investment goal from Foundation was about $190 million. Yesterday, they were talking about minimum of $250 million, uh uh, and probably more than that as they get into the project. But it's an exciting time for the Bossier Shreveport market. I, I think they have a lot to bring. I think it'll be a game changer for the market up there. And uh, uh, it, it's just going to be a win-win for the state and, and particularly for Bossier. That, that's the real Bozier and Shreveport will be the real winners out of this this transaction. Now, the presentation that they gave yesterday, they show the name live, exclamation point. Is that going to be the name of the property? And in all likelihood, that will they will brand it as a live casino. They, uh, they actually have trademarked that name. Uh, their casinos in other states. They have casinos in Florida, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. Uh, and their properties are marketed uh, are branded as live casinos. Uh, so, uh, they, they own what's called Texas live over mm-hmm. in, uh, Arlington, uh, Texas, Worth, uh, Dallas, um, area. It's not a casino, but it's, it, it's something <laughs> almost close to it. It's just a phenomenal, um, 
uh, entertainment district there that they uh, have created. They drew over 9 million people last year to that venue alone. Uh, and and I think that that is one of the reasons they're coming to Bossier, that they have a built-in customer base uh, two hours away, and uh, it, it's going to be uh, uh, an opportunity to, to actually grow the Shreveport Bossier market, which is something that uh, we've always discussed, uh, 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 the problems up in the Bossier Shreveport market, but they... Uh, uh, this is an op- This is a real opportunity for someone to actually grow that market. Now, I'm looking at this Texas Live. It's kind of uh, right outside Globe Life Field there in Arlington and uh, AT and T Stadium. They've got a huge entertainment district. One of the one of the things that was talked about earlier, of course, Rev Entertainment talking about coming creating a, an entertainment district uh, on the Louisiana State Fairgrounds. Was there any discussion about any tie-in with Rev Entertainment at all yesterday? Not not yesterday. Uh, that that uh, was not uh, uh, was not discussed whatsoever. They will be back at the board in a couple of months, uh, in all likelihood, to to present uh, a lot more detailed plan of what they're going to do with the property. Uh, of course, there'll be a one hundred percent renovation of that uh, of that property. You know, the old riverboat goes away. The uh, the every room in that hotel will be re- completely renovated. The, the event center, the parking garage, the swimming pool, uh, entirely new casino floor will be built. Um, you're going to have a lot of restaurants, a lot of entertainment venues. So um, uh, they, uh, uh, I, I think their initial investment is going to be right there on that Diamond Jacks site. Uh, but other possibilities uh, in in uh, in the Shreveport Bossier market, I'm I'm sure. Are, will always be on the table with a company like like Cardish. You are very closely watching what Texas is doing, I'm sure. They're moving a, they're moving a step closer to legalizing gambling. Could be a vote this fall possibly of the people. What does that do to our market if Texas legalizes casino gambling? Uh, there's no doubt it's going to affect uh particularly the Shreveport Bossier and uh, and in all likelihood it's going to affect the Lake Charles market even more. Um, so uh, there is a piece of legislation in Texas uh, floating around. The uh, uh, the kind of inside word is that uh, uh, that bill will not pass this year. And if it, if it doesn't, then, then that means that uh, they would not take up anything again until 2025. And, and so... Uh, uh, I, I think that people like Cardish um, and others, uh, uh, particularly down in, again in Lake Charles, I think they watch that market very closely. I don't believe Cardish would make that kind of investment uh, uh, coming into uh, Louisiana if they thought that uh, that that the Texas uh, possibility was going to affect their. Uh, you know their their projects, so uh, I'm, they, I'm sure they watch it a lot closer sure. than we do. What, and, what uh, about the jobs here locally from Cordish? What what is the plan? What kind of salaries are we looking at for those jobs? Well, they talked about that a little bit yesterday. Uh, they uh, they said they would be a minimum uh, of 600 uh, you know permanent positions at, at the property, in all likelihood more. Uh, our experience on a, on a property like that usually uh, requires about. 700, 750 employees minimum to uh, to operate. 
they did not commit uh, or, or talk in detail about um, about uh, what salary levels they would be, but uh, their history uh, across the, the country has been exemplary. They uh, uh, they have uh, uh, traditionally paid their employees extremely well. That's that's some discussions that I've had with regulators in Pennsylvania and Maryland. And the other thing that uh, that really I think is going to be a winner is that they have a strong history of community involvement. And they talked about that yesterday about about being involved with nonprofit organizations, with uh, with with civic organizations, with uh, with fundraisers for schools and and you know community college here, the Bozier Community College is sitting there. So uh, I think you're going to see uh, a real partnership with Cardish and the community, and uh, it seems to be a big part of their business model. When Foundation was uh, talking about the renovations they were going to do, they were talking about essentially doubling the gaming space of any local casino uh, and a lot of amenities. Uh, has Cordish announced what their, what their, you know, I, I know there will be a sports book gaming area. Uh, what what other amenities are they planning to offer? Uh, they, uh, they did not present specific plans yesterday. That is something that the board will have to approve. Uh, in the coming months, look, they're just a month into this, and uh, I think they've come a long way in this month. But they're they're going back to the drawing board right now with their architectural teams and uh, and their uh, their marketing teams and seeing what uh, they think is going to be the uh, a good fit for the property. But from what I saw yesterday, and then talking to them, uh, they have expanded uh, what what foundation was going to bring in. So, uh, uh, look, like I, I, and I said this at the meeting yesterday, since I've taken this job, I made it very clear. We don't want a, a warehouse full of just slot machines. Okay. We want restaurants. We want the entertainment venues. We want shopping. We want hotels. We want nice swimming, uh, pool areas. We want, we want destination points. And, uh, that's what, um, that's what these people do. This is, this is their business model. Mm -hmm. And, uh, look, and and I wanted to say this uh, on the air right now. Uh, we have, we have a lot to thank, uh, 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 foundation for foundation stepped up to the plate when very few others had any interest in that property. And they made a commitment to, to spend about $190 million. And, uh, uh, and, and the other thing I want to reiterate this. In the event that this buy-sell agreement does not go through, Foundation is fully committed to finishing up the project and operating that casino. Okay. So uh, it, it's uh, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about that. It's not like Foundation ran out of money. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just Carter's got a whole lot more of it than Foundation does. Yeah. So. Uh, this is a winner, uh, guys, for, for Bozier's report. It's exciting. It, it absolutely is. Ronnie Johns, yep, Gaming gaming Control yep. Board Chairman. Thank you for your time, my friend. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Y'all have a great weekend. All Thank right. you, Ronnie. You too. What a- One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Did he say jobs, Ronnie Johns? Last yes. segment. He said uh, 
minimum of 600 jobs and they're good paying jobs. He didn't give a figure on the paying, but he said he typically they they want to require about 700 jobs for that property. So they probably will go up to that. But I was seeing they have some hard rock cafes in some of their properties. They also have that PBR um, sports restaurant or whatever they call it. And it's a pretty cool venue they have several other really big name restaurants that they put in some of their sites and he sent me a big big um, presentation that it's got all of their properties all over the country this is a big company a big company but i did get an email from someone yesterday who said you know beware of texas voting for casinos and i was just looking at something out of the dallas area that said if Texas votes for casinos, if they do take a vote, which mm-hmm. Ronnie Johns seems to think it's not going to happen this fall, they have minimum requirements for the casinos. Like in Dallas, I think the minimum investment to have a casino license and build a casino in Dallas is you have to commit $2 billion. Those will dwarf our casinos. When he's talking about this one being a monster one at $250 million, if you have to build a $2 billion casino wow, in Dallas... Yeah. That's a that's competing with Windstar, you know, the monster casino in Oklahoma. Um, it's a big, big deal. So we will see what happens. But like he said, he doesn't think it's going to pass this year. So it's got to wait two more years before it would even come up again. So well, it's like he said, and, and kind of how I feel about, you know, Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, Cordish has done their research. Uh, exactly. And would not be investing 200 million plus mm-hmm. in the area if they thought well next year it's going to all go away right and the the problem for me is and i go to the casinos every now and then not not huge i'm not a regular but i go every now and then my problem is then you're going to have they typically cannibalize off of each other so now okay. you're going to have a brand new shiny car which car is going to be up on blocks next you know you have to wonder what car is the next to be like, oh, we're struggling now because we've got a new, brand new, shiny car we always want to drive. And is that going to hurt, you know, the others in Bossier? Is it going to hurt one of the Shreveport casinos? There has to be concern among the other casinos about that because we're not going to grow more gamblers. You have a... You, you have don't a, think you might draw more people? I mean, ho- it's like the auto mall concept. A, you, a car dealer builds and then, the, you know, five mm-hmm. others build in the same area like burger king yeah burger king remember that was their that was their business model right any place there was a mcdonald's burger king bought across the street yeah but you still are going to have if you look at our game gambling numbers over time you still have kind of a set amount that is going to be spent by gamblers in our local market you're just going to shuffle them around you're playing a little shell game now my worry is the shell game will move a lot of it to this new casino and what's going to be left at the other ones who are not as bright and shiny anymore? Are they going to be in jeopardy? That's the issue that I worry about because I don't want any of them to have to close. But we've heard from going back to Ronnie Jones, you know, many years ago when he was game, he he said emphatically, and I think Ronnie Jones has said the same thing, there is concern that our market cannot support six casinos. That, that's been a concern going back a long time. Um one brilliantly new one and pretty one is great. That's awesome. But we still have to worry, will the others be harmed? I mean, that's my concern. But if it's the same number of gamblers or people coming in, 
You're not but if losing you're, your number of you're well, losing jobs. I understand. Yeah, but if you're the, if you're the low man on the totem pole and you lose another chunk of your gamblers to this big new shiny one, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If one closes, then you're losing. Obviously, you right, know, you're losing right. jobs. You're exactly. losing. You know, we, we, shall mm, we shall see. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Lamar Gorey uh, joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline at 740, talking about Stoner Hill Elementary, Mike and McCarty. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty and we've got uh, Ronnie Johns. He no take that back. Doctor Lamar Gorey uh, talking about Caterpillar School Board meeting to close another school. Find out what and why next after the break. One oh one seven FM seven. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty talking with Doctor Lamar Gorey on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Doctor, good morning. Thank you for taking time to talk with us this morning. Good morning. Always my pleasure to visit with you guys. Same here. School board meeting today to vote on closing Stoner Hill Elementary based on your recommendations. Explain to us how you came to make the, that recommendation. Thank you. You know, uh, in working with staff, we always look for what are the best opportunities for children and certainly always respecting the emotion involved in any school consolidation of closure. But, you know, if you look at the, you know, the fact that we've seen a 19.8% decline in student enrollment in our parish, uh, the conversation around consolidation and closure is going to happen. Uh, when we look at E.B. Williams, Stoner Hill, we see the populations decline to 166 students and of those 166 50 of them are part of special singleton uh, special education programs that we quite frankly have put there to help with the enrollment but at this time and if you look across the entire nation you see that there are teacher shortages everywhere and certainly when you're a small school where you only have one teacher per grade level uh it creates challenges for administration with finding teachers and that there's only one fully certified teacher if you look at those core grades from pre-k to fifth grade at stoner hill so uh this consolidation would not only net in a reduction to the overall district budget of 5.5 teachers but today it would put all of those children in situations where they have fully certified teachers, which we have a belief that all children truly do deserve. So those are some of the factors that have gone into this very, um, you know, difficult decision. What happens with the the teachers, the staff at that school? And again, the, the students would all be transferred to Cresswell. Is that the plan? So in what you see here today, uh, in general, the general ed population would be transferred to Cresswell. And, and remember that there's only one certified teacher. And in a system of this size, uh, you easily kind of absorb 30 teachers or 50 teachers today. So that that's never an issue. There's never a question of a rift, which is a reduction in force. Uh, everyone will be absorbed within the system. And even some of the long-term subs that have worked as hard as they possibly can. Uh, my staff is working closely with them on finding opportunities for them, even within the school system. I think it's important to note uh, that those special ed programs will either be transferred to Cresswell, uh, AC Steer, 
or to uh, 81st Street, and which are all higher performing schools than where the students currently find themselves. Uh, on your report, one of the seven regular education classes uh, of the seven, one is being taught by a teacher, who, which you just mentioned, fully certified. Five are being taught by teachers who are pursuing teacher certification and one by a long-term substitute. So those teachers, I don't want to say unqualified, but where would they go in the move to Cresswell? Would they, would they take over classrooms there? So what you see there, and I'm going to give you a quick example. If you look at the uh, third grade situation, uh, there is about 12 or 13 kids in third grade at Stoner Hill now. There's only 36 at uh, Cresswell. So when you combine those, you're at about 48 students, which is two teachers. So that's one of those examples where you would reduce a teacher. Mm -hmm. Now what happens, though, is that we have so many vacancies uh, throughout a system of this size is that the teachers would either go to Cresswell or teachers can be placed anywhere in the system. The thing that we are committed to is that there will not be any reduction in force. There will be vacancies in the district where these teachers that are certified and or qualified will have first priority. And let me acknowledge and appreciate the hard work of everyone in the situation that we've gone through last this year. I certainly appreciate my, my staff, too, who has had to go in and work diligently to ensure that those literacy and numeracy blocks were uh, appropriate. So uh, it's really been a, a hard fight for the entire system this year, and, and we feel that the challenge there uh, would be best served by a consolidation. Dr. Lamar Gorey, let me ask you, again, leaving a shell in a neighborhood, in a kind of an inner-city neighborhood, what is the plan for that property? I mean, do you have any nibbles at all? Right. So what we will do is what we've done with all of our other buildings. And I do believe the board has been very good stewards of those vacant buildings in districts. There are some examples, of course, where where we could do uh, things maybe different. But we are still committed to not leaving eyesores in communities and working with communities to do everything we can to make the best use of that property. I think if you look at some examples, we've done some sales uh, where appropriate, like Arthur Circle. We've also done some teardowns uh, where appropriate to leave beautiful land that we maintain. I do think, and this is an emotional decision, and I do understand that, but I do think that this board was elected, and, and we I've stressed, and the community has stressed, this board will have to make difficult decisions, and this is one of those decisions. And, uh, you know, as we continue to manage the fiscal responsibilities of the district, uh, this, this decision today is really academic. But, however, uh, the, as we continue to look at where we are fiscally, based on loss of population, this board will have to step up and make these decisions, and we'll have to do what's necessary to protect neighborhoods wherever they may be. Let me ask you one thing that may be a, a sore subject to some. Uh, We have one certified teacher in this school. We're about a week away from LEAP testing. Have we done a disservice to these children? Are they not prepared for LEAP next week when they have one certified teacher working with them? So what I will tell you is that, again, when I think of my staff, when I think of uh, central office staff, when I think of Mr. Burton's team, when I think of the ESL personnel, when I think of all of our literacy people and people from other from other uh, areas in, in the district, we have pushed people in uh, as best we could to protect those literacy and numeracy blocks because we know those are important. Now, at the same time, I want to remind you that if you're a third grade at that school today, uh, you left kindergarten in the middle of the year. Uh, many of those children were quarantined mm-hmm. first grade and came back to second grade to uh, to, to be, I mean, 
kept home their first grade year and came back the second year with quarantines every other week. So uh, a lot of these babies are already up against the wall uh, in some of these spaces. But we have done everything we can to push in. What the challenge is, is when we're pushing, pulling people to do that, we're taking them away from their day-to-day job. So that's another main reason why we're asking for this consolidation based on academics, because we feel we can provide a better quality service if we put the children in front of teachers who have more experience, who have ex- who have been trained in things like science of reading. And these are things that if you are in a teacher certification program, you just have not been exposed to. So, and to put that many teachers in that situation with no partner teachers, it's unfair to the teachers as well. Mm. Dr. Lamar Gorey, we thank you and good luck on the vote today and uh, let us know how it turns out. Right, and, and what I only think I'd like to close by saying is that, you know, we do respect the emotion of this decision, but over the next four years, this board will be called on to make difficult decisions and uh, just continue to pray for the system and the board as they make them. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Mm. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. It's too pretty to be working inside. I know. Can we take the show the outside? Why, why, let's. We need to do that. Let's get the engineers have, in here. Let's move and do the whole eight o'clock hour outside. We need to go like to do a Southern made donuts location. <laughs> Over there you know, we can do that if if you own a business and you would strong. like our show done from your business. They will do it for the right price. Yeah. They will do a brought and people can come have breakfast with us and we'll take our show South on the road. Field grill, strong. Any of them. We'll come out I there. Ha- yeah, come on. You want to underwrite it and, and pay them. I mean, they ain't going to do it for free. <laughs> These folks like to make money. But if you want us to come do our show from your location, we can have guests come in. We can have a good time. Everything has a price. And if you serve frog legs, Chief Wayne Smith is going to be there. Oh, he will be there in person. <laughs> with a bib on, ready yes. to go. Ready to chow down. I don't know that we'll be able to interview him, though, because he'll be eating the whole time. He said, how many frog legs did he say he was going to eat? He said he could put down about 100. A 100 frog, <laughs> 100 frog legs. Frog legs. <laughs> I swear I've I'm had not. frog legs before. I don't, I, I don't. Do you dip them in tartar sauce? What do you no. do? I, well, I mean, I don't know. Ketchup? Yeah, when I go I mean. and get wings, they mm-hmm. yeah, they say, you want, I don't want any sauce. You what? Get the, no, why, why are you going to dip? Like they have these uh, at, at, at uh, Wingstop, mm-hmm. Louisiana Rub. Yeah. Oh, why are you going to ruin that with dipping it in some. Because it's delish. Ranch. And then they have their hickory smoked barbecue and the lemon oh, pepper. Man. And they're already flavored. Oh, if, they're, if they're already tossed in sauce, there's really no need to dip them. There's no them. need. Thank there's, you. Yeah, there's Even no need. buffalo sauce. You know, I want them in blue cheese. In. <laughs> okay. Come on. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying, you know. You're I don't know a where hater. I got off on that. I don't know. Oh, uh, talking about frog legs. A <laughs> hundred frog legs. One hundred frog legs. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's a lot of frog legs. We do need to, the three frogs. of us need to go in on a Christmas gift for Chief Wayne. I'm going to find a stuffed frog somewhere. <laughs> 
with no legs. <laughs> We're going to cut the legs cut off the legs and sew off, it up. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in a little wheelchair. Oh, that's so bad. You're so bad. Oh, Frog my goodness. Legs. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'd love to take the show on the road. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be, be fun. fun. Do, we, do we need to revisit McCurtain County again? We haven't done that. We did not do that this hour, 6 o'clock hour. We did uh, very disturbing audio was released um, by this sheriff in McCurtain County. Uh, sheriff, um, uh, I almost said Sheriff McCarty. No. Uh, no, 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 no. No. Kevin Clardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't release the audio. Just no, 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 no. <laughs> there was uh, apparently after a press conference, uh, recorders were still rolling unbeknownst to uh, uh, McCurtain County uh, commissioners and the sheriff investigate. I mean, this more than just one man making off-color comments. Mm-hmm. They're talking about hiring hitmen. Wow. Uh, lynching people. Wow. It's very disturbing. We'll Ooh. talk about that next hour. 101.7 FM. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. Earlier this morning, we we played this audio, and I'm going to warn you that uh, it's very disturbing. We Aaron went through and, and clipped the language, but just the content of the audio is disturbing. If uh, mm-hmm. you've got kids in the car, I, I don't know that. I hope they're at school now. Yeah, um, yeah. hope so. But uh, this was um, in McCurtain County. There was a a, a a press conference about uh, a, a woman who was burned in a house fire. Burned to death. Mm-hmm. Burned to death in a house fire. And they had to, uh, they were getting the the body out of the, out of the, the, the burn uh, site, uh, her, her home. And the sheriff was describing how they had to put her in, you know, because apparently she, I don't know, body parts, they, they, were, they were coming apart when, mm-hmm. when you, when, when a body is burned. And the conversation is being recorded unbeknown to these officials. And and in the audio is Sheriff Kevin Clardy, District 2 Commissioner Mark Jennings, District 3 Commissioner Robert Beck, Sheriff's Investigator Alicia Manning, Jail Administrator Larry Hendricks. This is all aspects of their government in McCurtain County. Mm. And the commissioner's secretary, Heather Carter, she's the one that's asking, you know, she's kind of, she's not a willing participant in this d- disgusting conversation. This is disturbing. I'm warning you now. And so this opens up with Sheriff Clardy talking about how they were wrapped the body of Danette Stowe, who was unfortunately burned to death in a house fire. On a bark body, you know, we wrap it up tenfold to preserve the body and stuff like that. And, does, and we put the, get the, all the body parts and stuff like that. And uh, Kyla was out there saying, All the body part. Oh, she come apart? Yeah. It's the bark body. It's, it's no, nice. I know. I, I picked up one. And uh, they really Kyla, fall apart when they're burnt? Ten. Yeah. Have yeah. you yeah. ever had barbecues? Oh, that's another. Yeah. Same. I'm hungry. Yeah, 
It was, uh, and then the medical examiner asked, her, he said, hey, we're just going to eat, and he looked at the face, he goes, you going to go with me and go eat barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> Realize, good job. I heard, I heard the other day, he said, I heard 2 to 12 people going to surf. I said, let's get 20. They don't have a clue what they're getting into. Oh, it, yeah. Not this day and age. It's a, but, but everybody. I'm going to tell you something. It was back in the day. Would that, that when Alan Marshy take a damn blackjack, whoop their ass, and throw them in the cell? I'd run for the chair. Yeah, well, it's not like that no more. I know. <laughs> take them down to a mud creek and hang them up with the damn rope. Yeah, but you can't do that. Think about it. They got more rights than we got. What they really don't know is they. And that's see, that's the thing about it. Twenty years ago, I would have done something like that. Yeah. Twenty years ago, I wouldn't have put in position. You know? They're insignificant in my life. Yes. Really, <clears throat> they they bring the whole thing. What goes around goes around it. It will. I told you it will. Yeah. I know, I know where two big deep holes are here. I got an excavator. Well, these are pre dug. Yeah, but the thing of it is, you know. We actually told the truth. I know, I've known two or three hit men that were very quiet guys. Yeah. And would cut no mercy. Yeah. In Louisiana. Because it's all mafia around yeah. Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but here's the reality it's a hair on his wife's head. For Slimhand's head, or any of those people that really were behind all that, if the hair on their head got touched by anybody, who who would be the bad guys? Who'd you blame for? Yeah. Oh my God. It speaks for itself. I don't know what to say, Mike. I no. I, I don't know. That's uh, Jennings was the one that was talking about um, the hiring hitmen from Louisiana. And there, Chris Willingham is the reporter. That's what they're talking about. You heard uh, Manning. She was saying uh, uh, Manning is Alicia Manning, the sheriff's investigator. And uh, I, I think she was talking about the reporter when she said they're insignificant in my life. Mm, okay. Uh, a lot of, lot of crosstalk going on. Well, the people they're trying to kill are the reporters from the Oklahoma Gazette, I believe. Chris Willingham. Oh. Yeah, they were talking well, about. The, the, now, I don't know that they were actually saying we're right, going to kill them. But, right. you know, hey, I, 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 know, I know a hit man. Yeah. Now, believe me, I'm not defending. I got an excavator. What I, what I want you to read is their, the, the sheriff's response, which the, the audio is bad enough. Then listen to what this moron sent out. This is unbelievable. The sheriff unbelievable. released a statement, and, and I'll read part of this statement. Um, it says, the last 72 hours have been amongst the most difficult and disruptive in recent memory. This is a very complex situation one we regret having to address. Not we regret saying, not we regret. We no, 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 we regret having to address. Holy cow. It's been an on, uh, ongoing investigation into multiple significant violation of the Oklahoma Security of Communications Act. Oh, that, his rights were violated. That oh. he lists. Oh. He says it's illegal to secretly record a conversation in which you were not involved. Oh. And do not have the consent of at least one of the involved parties. Oh, my. Okay. There is a significant number of victims of this criminal activity. Oh, they're victims now. And it has taken significant effort and time to identify them and corroborate evidence. Wow. Now, and, and it goes on. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting. Many of these recordings, like the one published by media outlets on Friday have yet to be duly authenticated or validated. Our preliminary information indicates the media released audio recording has, in fact, 
been altered. Mm. The motivation for doing so remains unclear at this point. The matter is actively being investigated. We got a message earlier this morning after playing this about AI being able to replicate people's voices. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happened here. I, I don't think. I would be shocked if we find out that. And I happened. don't think that the their conversation was altered, as the sheriff's department claims, from them discussing you know, uh, the game last weekend to lynching black people and murder for hire on reporters. And laughing about a barbecue after you're talking about someone's death? After having to remove a body from a burned house, and then you're going to talk about preparing barbecue in an aluminum Mm, foil bag. God bless. Because the body fell apart. That's not something someone would AI. I mean, that I may be crazy, but I just don't think somebody would AI that. I, I... unbelievable and it's time for change i hope the folks in mccurtain county demand change and continue fighting for There's it just no room for that today. there it, it, absolutely not just no it's room for that disgraceful today. despicable i don't even know that there's a word for it i really don't it's so sad when i first saw it i thought eh, it couldn't have happened it couldn't have happened like that then you go back and you start doing some research and you're like holy cow We spoke with uh, Ronnie Johns, Louisiana Gaming Control Board Chairman, earlier this morning about the update on Diamond Jacks. If you missed that conversation, we'll replay that coming up at 840. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. You asked me earlier this morning if I would prefer paper ballots versus electronic ballots. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that there are issues with our electronic voting machines. Mm-hmm. Are there? I mean, I haven't heard of issues. I think. Um, Ours, Louisiana's is pretty secure. I, I mean, that, that's what folks they're say. They're not tied into the internet. You right. can't hack into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at least during an election. Now, I don't know what happens to them. I know Sean Hannity is a huge proponent of going back to paper ballots. Yes. There's a lot of push for that. Now, Now our Caddo Commissioner, John Paul Young, it wants to request the Secretary of State to institute a system of voting by paper ballots. He's asking the commission to pass a resolution with that in mind. But he's been getting a little pushback from other commissioners who believe they they should study it fully before the full commission takes any action on it. So, but Young, you know, he says the electronic system we now use is just not as trusted as paper ballots. That it's more easily manipulated, I guess, if you will. Uh, I think Louisiana's system is one of the most secure. I may be wrong, um, but I, but a lot of people think paper ballots are the way to go. I've heard a lot of people say that that is a better way to go. You can then go back. Uh, it, it's easier to verify and recount and do do all that. I don't know. I'm, I'm that's not my my gig. Right, but but th- th- I don't know. It, it, I've lost so much trust in the system. Mm-hmm. In general, with with everything that went on in 2020, um, 
and I know people are going to go, that, that's debunked, that's not true. But we, yeah. we, we saw post video of postal employees dumping boxes of ballots. I don't agree with mail-in ballots. I don't agree with not having an ID when you go to vote. Mm-hmm. How can you go to a polling place and just say, I want to vote? Okay, yeah. here, go on into the booth. Right, right. We have to we have to show a, our, our state-issued photo ID at the table to like three ladies or, or people there at the polling place. The first one writes your information in the book. You sign it. Then it goes to the second one, and she writes the information. I don't. I don't understand how anybody can say anything against ID at the polls to say yes, I am. I am who I am. This is where I live. I have every legal right to cast my vote. Otherwise, I'll just go to another district and go. You know. Yeah, I'm going to vote here. Vote here too. Then I'm going to go down here and I'm going to vote here too. Now, which you know, in those places. But it's, I, I guess it's racist to ask somebody to provide an ID. Yeah, they're, they're, that's what you'll hear. You'll hear a lot of pushback. That, you know, there are a lot of people that, are, that, that don't have racist. access to get an ID. I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I've always been asked for my ID to vote. Well, of course. And I think you can refuse, and then you have to sign an affidavit saying who you are. And I, I guess, you know, I'm not sure. But uh, I've always shown an idea. I don't see an issue with it. But again, I don't understand. You know, maybe maybe there have been people that are it's feel like they're disenfranchised. Of your white privilege. Okay, maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't get it. I I really don't get it. I, you know, I don't think this measure is going to pass by the commission. They're going to delay it. Probably send it to a committee to study it. But the problem is, any of it can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, you know. The ballot harvesting that takes place, which is legal, mm-hmm. which again, I, I I think it it goes back to chain of custody in in law enforcement. If if uh, there's a, a murder case and there's key evidence, if that key evidence does at any point leaves the official chain of custody, right, it cannot be used. Mm-hmm. And and a ballot. A ballot should be sacred in our country. Yes. In any country. Right. And if that ballot does, is not within that chain of evidence, the entire course of the procedure, then it, it shouldn't be valid, especially with no ID, no identification on the ballot. I, uh, I, I know. Now you've gotten me all. You're pivoting. All upset. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, it's... I, I, I think a lot of people are, are, are where I am with, with uh, you know, the loss of trust in the system in general. You bet. Now, as far as Louisiana and our ballot, I think, I think ours are secure. I haven't heard issues. Uh, we've got one of the better systems. We do. Mm-hmm. So I don't far. want to go back to the hanging chads in Florida. Remember oh, that? Yeah, absolutely. Debacle. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, gaming uh, chairman, control board chairman Ronnie Johns uh, joined us earlier this morning talking about Diamond Jacks. We've got that conversation. We'll replay at 840 with Mike and McCarty. 1017.
asked me one time, she said, why do you interrupt? I said, if I don't say it when it's there, you lose it. It's freaking gone. We have to write things down in here. Well, you, you see my book. Are I, we I for- have to write it down. Get. I have to go to the social security office <laughs> today. When you, when you said it off my, you said what? Social security. Social, social security. Social security. Which drives me crazy. From the man Social, who says, I'm going to get my drama license. My drama license. Drama license. And I only say that because it's it's ironic, ironically. <laughs> drama license. So, so I need... It's like I people need, say Mississippi. Mississippi. Sportscasters. Mississippi State. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. It's Mississippi... Mississippi State. Oh, squirrel. Sorry. Anyway, I know. Got I know. to... Uh, I need help on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. If I'm going to the Social Security office, Thank I you. need a replacement <laughs> Social Security card. Okay, what you need, you need to bring a copy of your birth certificate. Got it. Copy of your driver's license. Got it. And you bring your Social Security card. <laughs> My worry is, do I have to have an appointment? Can I just wander in? Is it still at the state building on Fairfield? That's still where? No, it's on Knight Street. The federal, on Knight, what? Knight Street, yeah. Not far from where I'm, my hacienda is. Yeah, they've been on Knight Street a long time. God, last time I was, it was down at the. So I got to go in there today. I just, I'm, I'm hoping that it's a smooth sailing if you work at the Social Security office, send us a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. All you have to do is download the free app, hit the message button, let us know. Can I just wander in? That's what I'm going to do. And they're going to probably tell me to come back, make an appointment, whatever. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ruben, have you heard about this device? That uh, I've got one in my hand. Um, it's it's actually a computer, but it, it, it also that, uh, makes telephone calls. Oh yeah, yeah. fits in your pocket. Yeah. And, oh, and you come can look on. up on on this device. You can look up the office. Are the you phone suggesting number. I fo- phone the Social Security office? Do you think I'm going to really get a human? Have you lost your damn mind? Oh, she doesn't man. even like talking to us. <laughs> really? Holy Try granola. calling the Drama Lobbing Bureau. <laughs> Call that 800 number, see how far you get. I want to try to get it done in the next 10 days. I don't want to wait for three months to get a human on the phone. Louisiana Gaming Control Board Chairman Ronnie John spoke with us this morning. Give us uh, an update on Diamond Jacks. Hear that conversation next. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike M. McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Louisiana Gaming Control Board Chairman Ronnie Johns joins us. Ronnie, I, good morning. I, one of our co-workers, by the way. Yeah, we're going to put yeah, him on well, the payroll. Good morning. You scared I'm, me I'm, for. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the payroll check. <laughs> we send in the paperwork. Yeah. Wink. wink. The check's in the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gaming Board took a vote yesterday on this plan from Foundation to sell the property to. Uh, the Cordish companies, how'd that go? Uh, meeting went extremely well. We had the management team, uh, the upper echelon of, of Cordish come in and gave a great overview of what their company is, uh, who they uh, who they are, what they stand for, uh, gave, you know, a really um, broad picture of, of what they do all over the country. And then they got into... Uh, you know, some specifics of Diamond Jacks. Of course, they will, uh, there's a buy-sell agreement in place for them to buy the property from Foundation. Um, you know, there's a lot more specifics to come, but, uh, you know, the 
original uh, investment goal from foundation was about 190 million. Yesterday, they were talking about minimum of 250 million, uh, uh, and probably more than that as they get into the project. But it's an exciting time for the Bossier Shreveport market. I, I think they have a lot to bring. I think it'll be a game changer for the market up there. And uh, uh, it, it's just going to be a win-win for the state and, and particularly for Bossier. That, that's the real – Bossier and Shreveport going to be the real winners out of this this transaction. Now, the presentation that they gave yesterday, they show the name live, exclamation point. Is that going to be the name of the property? And in all likelihood, that will they will brand it as a live casino. They uh, they actually have trademarked that name. Uh, their casinos in other states. They have casinos in Florida, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, uh, and their properties are marketed uh, or branded as live casinos. Uh, so uh, they they own what's called Texas Live over mm-hmm. in. Uh, Arlington, uh, Fort Texas, Worth, uh, Dallas uh, area. It's, it's not a casino, but it's it, it's something <laughs> almost close to it. It's just a phenomenal um, uh, entertainment district there that they uh, have created. They drew over nine million people last year to that venue alone, uh, and and I think that that is one of the reasons they're coming to Bossier. That they have a built-in customer base uh, two hours away and. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, uh, an opportunity to, to actually grow the Shreveport Bossier market, which is something that uh, we've always discussed, uh, uh, of the problems up in the Bossier Shreveport market. But they, uh, this, is an op- this is a real opportunity for someone to actually grow that market. Now, I'm looking at this Texas Live. It's kind of right outside Globe Life Field there in Arlington and AT&T Stadium. They've got a huge entertainment district. One of the one of the things that was talked about earlier, of course, Rev Entertainment talking about coming, creating a, an entertainment district uh, on the Louisiana State Fairgrounds. Was there any discussion about any tie-in with Rev Entertainment at all yesterday? Not not yesterday. Uh, that that uh, was not uh, uh, was not discussed whatsoever. They will be back at the board in a couple of months, uh, in all likelihood to to present uh, a lot more detailed plan of what they're going to do with the property. Uh, of course, there'll be a 100% renovation of that uh, of that property. You know, the old riverboat goes away. The, uh, the every room in that hotel will be re- completely renovated. The, the event center, the parking garage, the swimming pool, uh, entirely new casino floor will be built. Um, we're going to have a lot of restaurants, a lot of entertainment venues. So um, uh, they, uh, uh, I, I think their initial investment is going to be right there on that Diamond Jacks site. Uh, but other possibilities uh, in in uh, in the Shreveport Bossier market, I'm I'm sure will always be on the table with a company like like Cardish. You are very closely watching what Texas is doing. I'm sure. They're moving. A, they're moving a step closer to legalizing gambling. Could be a vote this fall, possibly, of the people. What does that do to our market if Texas legalizes casino gambling? Uh, there's no doubt it's going to affect, uh, particularly the Shreveport Bossier, and uh, and in all likelihood, it's going to affect the Lake Charles market even more. Um, so. Uh, 
there is a piece of legislation in Texas uh, floating around. The uh, uh, the kind of inside word is that uh, uh, that bill will not pass this year, and if it, if it doesn't, and then that means that uh, they would not take up anything again until 2025. And and so uh, uh, I, I think that people like Cardish um, and others, uh, uh, particularly down in, again in Lake Charles, I think they watch that market very closely. I don't believe Cardish would make that kind of investment uh, uh, coming into uh, Louisiana if they thought that uh, that that the Texas uh, possibility was going to affect their um, you know their their project. So uh, I'm, they, I'm sure they watch it a lot closer sure. than we do. What, and, what uh, about the jobs here locally from Cordish? What what is the plan? What kind of salaries are we looking at for those jobs? Well, they talked about that a little bit yesterday. Uh, they uh, they said they would be a minimum uh, of six hundred, uh, you know, permanent positions at the property. In all likelihood, more. Uh, our experience on a, on a property like that usually uh, requires about seven hundred, seven hundred fifty employees minimum to uh, to operate. Uh, they did not commit uh, or, or talk in detail about um, about. Uh, what salary levels they would be, but uh, their history uh, across the, the country has been exemplary. They uh, uh, they have uh, uh, traditionally paid their employees extremely well. That's that's some discussions that I've had with regulators in Pennsylvania and Maryland. And the other thing that uh, that really I think is going to be a winner is that they have a strong history of community involvement. And they talked about that yesterday about about being involved with nonprofit organizations, with uh, with with civic organizations, with uh, with fundraisers for schools and and you know community college here, the Bozier Community College is sitting there. So uh, I think you're going to see uh, a real partnership with Cardish and the community. And uh, it seems to be a big part of their business model. When Foundation was uh, talking about the renovations they were going to do, they were talking about essentially doubling the gaming space of any local casino uh, and a lot of amenities. Uh, has Cordish announced what they're, what they're you know, I, I know there will be a sports book gaming area. Uh, what, what other amenities are they planning to offer? Uh, they... Uh, they did not present specific plans yesterday. That is something that the board will have to approve uh, in the coming months. Look, they're just a month into this, and uh, I think they've come a long way in this month. But they're they're going back to the drawing board right now with their architectural teams and uh, and their uh, their marketing teams and seeing what uh, they think is going to be the. Uh, a good fit for the property but from what i saw yesterday and then talking to them uh they have expanded uh what what foundation was going to bring in so uh, uh look like I, I and i said this at the meeting yesterday since i've taken this job i made it very clear we don't want a, a warehouse full of just slot machines okay we want restaurants we want the entertainment venues we want shopping we want hotels. We want nice swimming uh, pool areas. We want we want destination points, and uh, that's what um, that's what these people do. This is this is their business model. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, and, and I wanted to say this uh, on the air right now. Uh, we have a, we have a lot to thank uh, 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 Foundation for. 
foundation stepped up to the plate when very few others had any interest in that property. And they made a commitment to, to spend about $190 million. And, uh, uh, and, and the other thing I, I want to reiterate is, in the event that this buy-sell agreement does not go through, foundation is fully committed to finishing up the project and operating that casino. Okay. So uh, it, it's, uh, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about that. It's not like foundation ran out of money. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just Carter's got a whole lot more of it than foundation does. Yeah. So uh, th- this is a winner, uh, guys, for, for both three points. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo. Don't really have time to do this justice. This little short segment here. Uh, you just mentioned your DMs, yeah, please and I didn't stop. know what DM even stood for. Uh, what are that's they, like direct messaging? Yeah, what do they call it? Dive into my DMs. Is that how? Is that how the hipsters say? They're, they're dipping into your DMs or sliding into your DMs. Slide, yeah. yeah, I get a lot of sliders. Did you see any of the interview? With Elon Musk last night, I did not. He's delayed the launch, right? I, I'm say? talking about uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed him uh, about Twitter, and he said he didn't even realize the extent that government was using Twitter, mm-hmm. kind of like the Chinese government uses TikTok. Oh wow! The government was monitoring. Twitter, not only Twitter feeds, but the DMs, oh, which which I had to look up DM direct messaging, yeah. private. <laughs> I know I'm an idiot. Uh, private messaging that between uh, people like Elon Musk, who he admitted since 2009, you know, has been a huge Twitter user. Wow. Wow. It's very disturbing. Yeah. I get so many of those every day. And but you just, <laughs> you got some, some guy hitting on you? Is it? It's a daily thing. It's it's very weird. That's, that's crazy. Another one today. How was your night? I hope it was restful. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Ple- yes. I don't know these people. It's my pleasure to connect with you. I'm originally from Orlando, but I currently live in Prairieville. If you don't mind me asking, where are you from? What are you wearing? Yeah, go away. (laughs) Ruben, Ruben, you're going to have to come over here because you're going to have to help me delete them all. I just need them all to go away. I don't want to go through all your DMs, man. Can't, can't, you just, can't you just bulk delete them all? You could, I suppose. I got to figure out how to do that. The, some are useful. I get some from news sources, but I've gone through the ones I want to save, and I've saved those, and now I just want to bulk delete all these other douche, I mean, duty heads. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Did you have to edit that out, Ruben? No. Nah, it's fine. Okay. Oh, man. That's just... It's sweet, that's but... disturbing. It's a... It's a... Isn't that a booty call? Is that what this is? Well, absolutely. Okay, so, I mean, let me clear one thing up. Most of those that you get are scams. Okay, good. Thank you. Yes, they're they're scammers. They're trying to get your phone number so that they can, uh, you know, start spamming calls to you from call centers in Bangladesh or wherever. So just delete them. Yeah, come, come yeah. over here when we're done and mass delete all of these duty heads. And, sure, I'll get right on that. Yeah. Oh man, 
they're annoying. Every day I get a good morning. How are you, sweetie? Can we be friends? Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I'm out. Peace out. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> Mine all say, you fat bastard. Hey, <laughs> hey. Mine are opposite of yours. Now, those sound like booty calls. <laughs> <laughs> 101.7 FM, 710 Key 